A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, this is Swiftish. Obviously, this is Shelby, and this is Ashley. Yes, and we're so excited to be back at this. Um, I'm excited for this episode. I'm. I know we've already told everyone that we're covering peace, which um, is one of the last of the folklore tracks that we have to do. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, there's not much coming from the Taylor verse. We yeah. do. <laughs> Okay, well, not much. Everyone was talking about conspiracies that we'll get into later, but she did, um, you know, throw everyone for a curveball and was like, hey, you guys, why don't you check out my unvaulted song from Fearless, Taylor's version? I think, what was it? Which one? Was it That's When? That's that, When, yeah. That's When. Yeah, that's the one when. with um... Keith Urban. Keith Urban. <laughs> I was like, Kendrick Lamar? I was like, that's not right. No, that's Shelby. bad blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would welcome that, but I don't think that's the vibe she was going for here. No, no, more of a Yeah, no. I, I guess she heard us slander her, her um, vault songs on uh, Holy Swift. And she's like, guys, you have to respect that swin. So, um, I guess not slander, but critique. Ooh, I don't know. Have you been revisiting the the bonus tracks at all um mr perfectly fine yeah i mean that's what i thought but i I kind of don't feel i know it's a vaulted song but it got so much hype and so much recognition and people are freaking out over it that i in my mind i don't consider it a vaulted song yeah (laughs) because i love it yeah i know (laughs) i still i still listen to um don't you quite a bit i really do like that one Probably because mm-hmm. it feels more 1989 than Fearless, mm. but <laughs> that's the Jack Antonoff talking. Um, but I was excited because before we uh, got into everything this week, um, something that's been going on in the Swifty world is fans across the world are drafting, um, making a Taylor Swift draft, a song draft. Um, I think this all came about because of the Ringer podcast, every single album that just finished up talking about Taylor Swift's whole career, their final episode, Nora and Nathan, the host of that show did a draft because she, they also come from the sports world. And, um, I honestly, I did not understand what a draft was. And (laughs) before I listened to the episode, I kept seeing people post their drafts and I was like, Rob, like what's happening here? (laughs) Mansplain this to me, Rob mansplain it yeah exactly (laughs) I was like I mean I want to do it literally anything that anything that has to do with battling it out and Taylor Swift I'm like game on Mm -hmm. so I did my research and I think I've solved it (laughs) okay I I listened to their episode on the ringer and one of our patreon patrons said that we should do this too so i was i was interested but i was like i'll have to go back and revisit and then you were like hey (laughs) what are your thoughts and you sent it to me you you did the perfect thing for me like you you know me so well you sent the episode to me and told (laughs) me the time mark that i could listen to to start hearing the draft which was great it was (laughs) the best um study guide, skip ahead guide yeah. that I could get. Yeah, a quick shortcut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Did you oh. like it? Were you into it? Were you proud of what they pulled off? Did you feel confident that you too could make a perfect draft? Here is where I I am nervous when it comes to this draft because yeah. a lot they had a lot of songs that matched up and that they right. were like fighting over. Yeah. And you have more sophisticated taste than I do. <laughs> so like I feel like there'll be like one or two songs where I'm like, no, no, or we'll want to like steal him. But then there might be some where you're like, yeah, Ashley, you can have the B team. I'm going to have the A team. I mean, so- you, I, I feel the same way with you. Oh, you know, I, I feel like yeah. that's the thing is I do feel like we can acknowledge like there, there are Taylor Swift songs that we both agree are like high art. Mm-hmm. But then we also have very differing tastes on mm-hmm. like our personal preferences. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's an, I don't think it means either of us is better. It just means we're different, right? Taylor yeah. Swift doesn't write a bad song usually. So it's hard to have really? a bad draft. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm competitive and I'm yeah. also nervous. This is <laughs> like my, my worst fears coming out. Like what if people start tweeting at us? Ashley, you have the worst. Shelby has the best team. Like, that's my one fear. Well, I mean, you you could look through the comments on my... my rankings list and I've already I've already insulted like half the fandom with my take so (laughs) well we'll see if we can insult even more fandoms through this draft now Shelby can you explain to our listeners to our viewers what this draft is if they haven't they don't know what it is and what are our rules and how do we start (laughs) and who goes rules oh no um yeah I mean like I said, I'm now an expert in all things drafts. Um, basically, what it is, is we have 10 slots we need to fill to make the the A team of Taylor Swift songs. And we have to go in a round. Um, the only way I know how to do this is we each just take a turn. Uh, that's, as, that's as far as my understanding of drafts mm-hmm. go. You were like, are we going to do snake? I'm like, I don't know what you're saying right now. So a snake draft is, and I only know this because I was listening like <laughs> intensively to the, to the ringer episode. Good and so they went like one, like she, the, the woman went first and then he went second yeah. and so on and so forth. And he right. was like, well, if I really, really, if I wanted to be really fair, what should have happened? Because the, the number one pick is always the number one pick. And he's like, you should have gone first. And then I should have had two picks after that. And then oh, a snake draft. Oh, that's right. And I thought it was pretty cool for a snake draft just because of Taylor Swift snake. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what I Let's I do was. it. Okay. I, I remember that now. That'll be fun. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, so yeah. So the goal will be for each of us to have 10 songs by the end that we feel confident makes our list the better, like the the goat of Taylor Swift playlist, basically. What and, does um, goat mean? Oh, the greatest of all time. <laughs> okay, okay, because I kept on seeing all of like the goat episodes for Bachelor, and I was like, the goat episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I didn't Google it, and I was like, oh, and here you are, a year later. Okay, okay, thank you, thank yes. you, for teaching me. Um, yeah, you're welcome. I, I have to keep up on all the youth's terms. Um, <laughs> okay, though. So how we pick who goes first is really just, uh, I don't know how else to do it, but like random luck of the draw. Um, okay. Should we do rock, paper, scissors? Because I don't have a coin. 
Let's do rock, rock paper scissors because I don't have a coin either. Okay. Okay. Ready? Wait. Wait. It's it's one two three show. Right. That's how you do it. Or do you do one it two on three scissors? show? We're just should we do it three times or one time? T- <laughs> one World, time. We that's should it. do it three. <laughs> okay. One time. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. Rock, paper, scissors, go. Oh, have? paper. Oh, you go first. Paper beats rock. Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I get to go first. Let me make sure I'm strategizing right because I feel like I want to make sure I save a couple of these from you. But now that you get two right after me, it makes me nervous. Okay. But you know what? I'm just going to claim it. I'm taking the crown. I'm calling all too well. Okay. You can have all too well. I will (laughs) give you all too well right now. Let's see what I'm going to take from you. I'm going to take this one right off the bat because it's it's a killer and it – and it might be the death of you, but I am taking oh, no. death by a thousand <laughs> cuts because that bridge girl just That's kills me. It's that amazing. Is. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now this What's next one could hurt me. What's your second one going to be? Oh, I have to do two. Oh, my gosh. Yay! For you yours. do two. <laughs> okay. 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 So my, I'm just going to call this because I'm kind of like, this is my favorite and mm, I just okay. don't, I don't think you're going to take it. I hope I don't think you will take it, um, but Wonderland. I'm just gonna oh, okay. throw yeah. that out. Give yeah, me. Okay. I'm doing I mean, that. I'm doing that for you right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's a win for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next up, then it's gonna have to be. Um, well, I'm worried you'll take some of my later ones. Yeah. I'm gonna do New Romantics. I, you know. I do have to say that it was easy to kind of figure out which ones you would take. And <laughs> well, because I already ranked them all. <laughs> and I went through and I looked at all the ones you put as a 10. So I, <laughs> I was able I know. to cheat. I know. I so made it happy. too easy, but it's fine. Yep. Yep. Okay. What are you taking? So next? you have All Too Well New Romantics and I have Death by a Thousand Cuts and Wonderland. Let's, what am I going to take from, from the pot? I think I'm going to go with last week's favorite with champagne problems. Mm. I got to take that, that one. That That's, one hurts. You do have yeah. a few of her best. Um, All of her best. A few. I know. <laughs> you have. Okay. Let me think about this. I know, but some people disagree with new romantics. So I need to like level the playing field a little. And I'm going to take, um, this is getting a lot of ballads, but. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cruel Summer. Oh, that was on my <laughs> next call. So you have Cruel Summer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that throws everything up in the air for me. What am I gonna do? Okay. So I, let me. I am going to. You have Cruel Summer. I'm gonna take Love Story because Love Story oh, is okay. a classic. And how can you it not is, have Love Story is. on Taylor Swift's best album ever? I know, I know. Okay, I'm really bad at strategizing, but I feel strongly that I need this girl in my ranks, and I want State of Grace. Okay, yeah. Plot twist, but... I'm not really broken <laughs> up about State of Grace. I'm not shocked know, you took it either, because that's, that's on your <laughs> list. Okay, my next one is going to be, oh, Forever and Always. That's my mm. girl. I need a Do ballad. You, which the pop one or the or the 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 slowed down version? Um, I'm gonna take the 
the piano version, but I don't feel like you can have a forever and always on yours. I think I'm just taking the song. I'm taking all remixes of it. Because if that's You're the taking case, every version? Okay. Yeah, because if that's okay, the case, that can you could be take, a rule. That's fine. You could take Love Story Remix. Like, right, it should just right, be right. the song. I, I feel you. I feel okay. you. I'll respect it. Or you it. can take the lover. There's a lover. <laughs> No, so but what versions. I'm what I'm going to take is um how many have I done? Okay, four. I'm gonna do oh I'm gonna do You Belong With Me. It's a oh, classic. Of course you would. <laughs> you would take You Belong With Me. Okay. How many do you have now? Now I'm kind of like thinking it see, this is where the stress comes in. <laughs> I'm like, what do you have and how many do I have left? I know. One, We're two, running three, out. Four, I have five. five. I know. Okay, we both have five. We both, ooh, yeah. we both have five. Okay. You, oh, I'm going to take blank space. Okay. Okay. You know, I know that's a heavy hitter. It's not like a personal favorite, but I know that'll get you some points across the it's, board. Yeah, it is definitely it. a fan favorite. So when I'm looking at this stuff, I'm also looking at, hey, what do I like and what do the fans like? Gotta please yeah. both. I hear you. Okay. Okay. Now I have to really think about this. Okay. Um I guess I'm just gonna keep going for the guttural and I'm going to steal Dear John. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Dear John it was not always my favorite. But it's I such hear, a yeah. great song and people yeah. love it. So yeah. I feel like that gives you like 10 extra points, 13 extra points if that's yeah. the case. <laughs> Let's say 13. I think that's such a great – okay. I'm looking at my songs and I have Lover, Evermore, Fearless, 1989, two Fearless songs. So I need to mix this up and I need to include some rep songs in it. Oh, and yeah. do you have Getaway Car yet? No, I don't. Oh, I'm taking getaway car. I love getaway car. Dang that- it. I thought maybe that would last a few more rounds. I don't know. I don't know why. I took a gamble. It didn't pay off. But I'm going to go for my, oh man, seventh pick. Let's do oh, mean. Get some country in there. Okay. I I respect that you, had, you have to get some country. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm wondering is I'm, I'd be interested in seeing your actual list to see if Taylor Swift du, Dubay du, I can't ever say that word. Her, her uh, debut <laughs> debut is out. I, you know, I don't know about you, but yeah. I don't have a lot of that on my yeah. list. Um, I don't have Red on mine either. So for mm, Red, your favorite album, my favorite album. Oh, I do have Red. Oh no, I don't have Red. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Red, you took my favorite song off of Red, so it's it's up against. We are never ever getting back together. That's my red. Pick. Oh, dang yes. it. That's a good one. That's no. that's her that's the fun one, I'd that say. That is. I, I was I have a lot of gambling between songs. that or twenty two, but I think we are never ever getting back together is really is really the one. Um, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. I know seven, it's hard to keep more. count. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to Make sure I keep my favorite and just put Holy Ground up in there, too. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Okay. I am going to go with... Oh, this is getting really hard. And trying to keep track of what you took versus what I (laughs) take. 
<laughs> I have a lot of fearless. I'm too fearless. So okay, I have to go with the speak now and I have to do enchanted. enchanted oh, that's is. a good one. Yes. You know, I feel like I've like lost interest in it, but I think as soon as I hear the re-recording, it'll like remind me how much I love that song, you know? Yeah. You'll be right there. There you were. He's right yeah. across the room. <laughs> you were so enchanted to meet yeah, him. Exactly. Oh, it takes you back to like meeting a guy. Yeah. And like wondering, so does he sweet. like me? Does he have a girlfriend? That oh, is will a he good call song. me? Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we had the rules where you could pick like a very specific performance. I would have chosen the Wildest Dreams Enchanted mashup and would have won all the points, but it's fine. Um, Next up, I am going to make sure I honor her later albums and I'm going to do Mirrorball. Okay. There's one song that I'm so surprised that you haven't taken. Yet. Have I forgotten it? I'm I probably have. I <laughs> threw together this list without like looking at I'm it. I'm not gonna take it, but I'm like maybe it's on like your last one. I'm just surprised because yeah. I know you like this song so well. Oh, oh well, so- there's some that I like love, but I'm not yeah. gonna put on here because they're controversial, you know? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get that. I get that. Okay, so I I haven't ever more. I have to take a folklore. I have to. I have to. I'm going with the last great American dynasty. That's that's a good one. There you go. It's, I'm like really nervous because when you're put on the spot like this, all of oh, your yeah. all of your strategizing beforehand just kind of goes out the window. I know. I know. So now I'm looking. I have one last pick and I don't know what you're going to claim. I'm see. going to do. Oh, this is hard. You know what? I'm going to do lover. I knew you were going to take Lover. I knew it. <laughs> I like think it's a at, nice bow on the It is. It's such a great it's such a great song and it really shows how far she's come from <laughs> singing about boys that she's breaking up with, she's yeah. dumping to writing literal vows in her song. <laughs> Aww. Okay, Man. this is my last pick and so I need to look at I don't have a really great ballad. <laughs> Four, five, I have, six, seven, eight, nine. You already have ten. I have ten. We did this wrong. <gasps> yeah, okay. because you picked the two at the beginning. Okay, okay well, wait. Let me make sure go. that's right. Because you chose Death by a Thousand Cuts, Champagne Problems, Forever and Always, Blank Space. I have ten. Love Story, Wonderland, Getaway Car. When you're never enchanted. Wow, we are bad at drafts. We already forgot the rules we established five you know, minutes this, ago. The snake really like. It threw us for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what your last pick is. Okay. It's fine. That's great. You know what? Reading yours out loud, it really made me insecure about mine. Okay, read so yours my out final, loud. My final is All Too Well, New Romantics, Cruel Summer, State of Grace, You Belong With Me, Dear John, Mean, Holy Ground, Mirror Ball, and Lover. Um. Okay. I think the only one I'm insecure about is I was debating between Mean and Our Song, but I think more mm. people like Mean. <laughs> also missing I, is the story I'm of surprised. Us. I'm surprised you didn't do Out of the Woods. I know. That was that was next on my list. I okay. Out of the Woods and Look What You Made Me Do are like my like top 5. But I'm surprised I honestly just lost track of out of the words. The way you made me do stood no chance because I would lose points for that in most of the Swifty circle. So this is where the next step happens. 
Okay. This is what they did on Ringer, and I think we should do it too, just to make the competition a little worse. Yeah. You get to steal – ooh! Okay, you get to steal two of mine. Oh, shoot. That's And then I get to steal two of yours. I can – there's no, like, you can't steal um, love story for me, and then I steal it back. There's no – there's nothing like that. It's a clean trade. Well, I'm – I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to steal, which means, why do I have to go first? <laughs> well, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to steal Getaway Car <sighs> and Enchanted. <laughs> oh, okay. Getaway Car really just like pulls up my, my heart because it's such a bop and it deserved a music video and it didn't get one. Okay. This is going to shock everybody. I'm going to steal all too well. I intentionally was not going to take that song at the beginning because I knew it's such a hit that everyone loves it. Fans, critics, that it would be something that was, I could steal later. I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right. (laughs) Like either way, if I would have gone first, I wouldn't have taken all too well. Oh, right, 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 right. I wouldn't right. have wanted All Too Well on my, my track list at the very end. This was my strategy the whole – all I want is All Too Well. Okay, I get to take another up. one from you. <laughs> so let me see. Okay. Okay, this is really, really hard. I'm going to take You Belong With Me from you. Oh, interesting. Okay, wow. Rob me of my – What did you think I was going to take? I thought you were going to take Cruel Summer. I was, I was going to, and now I'm looking at my. No, I still have Lover. Perfect. If I didn't have a Lover album, I think I would have taken Cruel Summer. <laughs> that was on my list. That was, ooh, that was high on my list, and you got it. <laughs> okay, it's well, hard. Put me it's on spot. fine. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Okay. Well, I, I honestly think both of these playlists are ones I could get behind. Um, What's say? Like, let's let's tell each other our our official yeah. playlist okay, that final, fans are going to judge us. Final playlist. Yeah. Um, I have New Romantics, Cruel Summer, uh, State of Grace, Dear John, Mean, Holy Ground, Mirrorball, Lover, Getaway Car, and Enchanted. I feel like that really sums up a lot of her greatest hits and her <laughs> yeah. the, the growth and the arc of her different genres and talents and how much her voices and songwriting has gone okay i have all too well death by a thousand cuts champagne problems love story the last great american dynasty we are never ever getting back together wonderland blank space forever and always and you belong with me that's pretty solid that's pretty good Oh, it'll be interesting I'm like, to see what happens. <laughs> I'm just happy I have, have all too well. I'm I'm worried that people are are gonna judge me, but I'm interested in seeing other people's drafts too. Like that's yes, that's one thing that if people, I wonder if there's any like TikToks out there, or any reels, or anything like that, or yeah. about our draft. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have to get the feedback. I've loved seeing these all over Twitter. So hopefully, well, we're not too late to the game. Did you have any of Taylor Swift's first album songs on your list at all? I was thinking of should have said no, but Mm -hmm. otherwise they don't really like sit with me well. So Mm -hmm. I recognize that's my own flaw, but 
I think if I'd put like uh, teardrops or uh, what's that other one? <laughs> Tim McGraw. Um, oh, yes. I could have I could have swayed a few OGs, yeah. but here we are. I didn't have any of her old stuff. Her, her old her her, her yeah. first stuff on my list at all. Like I, you know, I was debating between um, between the teardrops on my my guitar, but I was like, oh, there's so many other songs that I would fight to the death for. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised okay. you didn't choose Last Kiss. That was one that I had as a wild card. Okay, so Last Kiss. It was I was kind of like, okay, do I do Last Kiss or do I do Wonderland? Those were the two, or because those are one of my two favorite songs, and I was like, I right. can't put, have both because. I had to sac- I had to make sacrifices. I had to have <laughs> Wonderland on. And hey, if that if people judge me for having Wonderland on it, that's okay. It is a biased yeah. pick, and in my <laughs> yeah. heart, it is on the A team. It doesn't need to be on your yeah. A team, but that's like maybe maybe my bonus track for my yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nine tracks and a tenth bonus, a tenth one's bonus track. I, I can't perfect. Yeah, I can't. But Last Kiss is an um, is a is the runner up. Yeah, no, it's it's respectable. It's out. out That's of what I was gonna me, pick so. when I thought I had another one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have. No, I yeah, I got time. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little oh, disappointed. Okay. I know. Sorry, so that snake really snuck up on you. It's me. It's me. I should have just done. Let's just do the regular one, and we wouldn't have these issues. Yeah, <laughs> last kiss would be on my. I if only. If only. Um, no, but that was so fun. Thanks for doing that. Obviously mm-hmm. a pleasure. Um, but should we get into this week's um, song, Peace? Yeah. Should we break yeah. it down? Let's break it down. Peace. It's a I'm great excited song. for this one. I am. I loved this one. I think like it took my second listen to really respect it. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, it's been one that I just like revisit often. How often? Did you like it at first? Um, no, I didn't like it at first, and it wasn't anything to do with anything. Like, I didn't think it was a terrible song, but right. it was really slow. And you guys know me; I love my bops, <laughs> and I, I I liked the whole meaning behind it. You know, you know, yeah. Would you still want me if I can never give you peace? But I just kind of like it was a it was a, I wanted to skip it, but I was like, no, I have to give right. it the, the full justice that it, d- it desires. I like it now, but at first yeah. I was like. Mm. Snooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me. Don't yeah. judge me. Hey, it's okay. Um, this is the second to last track on folklore. Um, it was another one she wrote and produced with Aaron Dessner. And um, it's one that she's really basically broken down for us on multiple occasions. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she's talked about it quite a bit. Obviously, um Aaron Dessner was the one who was doing the talking at first, and he mentioned how it's a really powerful and emotional love song. It reminds him of Joni Mitchell, which I think is very fair with how it's kind of impressionistic. It, there's not really that like melody that you can get comfortable with. Um, and then she herself has spoken on it on multiple occasions. Um, I think most famously, Paul McCartney and her had that sit down. And she was talking about how she started writing fiction. And he was like, oh, yeah, like that great song piece. And she was like, well, actually, that one's kind of (laughs) true, which was pretty funny. Um, But she talks there about how um, she has all these anxieties about all these things she can't control about like who she is and how, you know, there's photographers, there's stories, there's all this stuff that makes it hard to have a normal way of living, as she puts it. And she says, Joe Alwyn helped her realize like 
yes, there's this weird line between personal and public life, but having their relationship helped her be able to make choices that made her life feel, quote unquote, more like a real life and less like just a storyline to be commented on in tabloids. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. said, that's what the song piece is talking about. Like, would it be enough even if I could never fully achieve the normalcy that we both crave? Question about the the interview between, this is kind of a tangent, Paul and her. When she's talking about storytelling and the first thing he he says is, oh, like that song, Peace. (laughs) My mind kind of went like, okay, that was definitely a a staged question because if you listened- if he listened to that to the folklore album, like there are so many other songs he could have picked up on for story writing. I think that right. both of them could really relate to the song piece because yeah. both of them were, you know, big hits. And, you know, there's that famous photo of the Beatles getting out of their jet and there's just all of these photographers were just snapping up, snapping up. So I I mean, I kinda like what they did because I, I fully believe that that was Definitely a staged question there. Interesting. Do, do you not think But that? don't you think your same argument could apply to he just, he just felt attached to that song? Like it stood out to him because of his personal experience and maybe, not so maybe. much that she fed him the question? Maybe he thought she wrote the song about me. Yeah. This is a song <laughs> that Taylor Swift wrote yeah, exactly. about me. But, <laughs> you know, one thing that I really do like that she does acknowledge in folklore because the first thing she said about folklore is that she she wrote from a mythical place she wrote about people Mm -hmm. she knew people she's read about people she watched on movies and she did give us this like this is actually about me and my personal life and it took a guy who who grew up with mostly with you know what the first like 26 27 years of his life was pretty normal and taylor from like pubescent i don't know from puberty on (laughs) she she has she's always had an agenda and she not yeah. an agenda. I, that sounds bad, but she's always had, you know, success. She has a bigger and, life, yeah. Yeah, she, her life has always been like in the stars. So it's very interesting that you know it, that she ended up with someone that is so, I would say, down to earth. Like he, he's living a life I can't imagine right now. But someone who <laughs> yeah. is so unrelatable to her. But she, you could tell that she craves that normal. Like she said, right. the normalcy that they both crave, and she saw that in Joe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she talks more about that in the Long Pond studio session. Um, when she talks about this song, she's she said that first it struck her that the song itself, when Aaron sent her the track, sounded like peace. Like she was like, it sounded like the most peaceful sound. And she was like, obviously, she's Taylor and she makes things complicated. And she's like, well, I don't want to be too obvious. So what if I flip it in a more interesting way and I sing about like I could never give you peace over the most peaceful sounding instrumental track. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she talks about how it's extremely personal to her because it's all about feeling like she can't control things. And it makes her emotional to hear this song. Um, not only because of what she's going through, but because, um, it seems like more people can relate to it than she originally thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that's telling too. Yeah, um, what I really liked about the music on there is when you listen to it, the dun 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 at first, that kind of like it's kind of that anxiety feeling to me, like when you're just always like mm. thinking things over and over and over, which is probably what her and I mean maybe she didn't mean like this, but what her life was like. She was always thinking, thinking, right. thinking, and then comes this really melodic, very peaceful guitar sound that comes in mm. and kind of just 
puts you at ease, but you still feel underneath the the tinking and the anxiety underneath. And it's yeah. kind of like a perfect representation and um, I don't know, per- perfect representation of Taylor and Joe together, mm-hmm. just making making the best music. Making no, I love song, that um yeah it's kind of a weird song right like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that melody you're used to that hook you kind of get in taylor songs it almost feels like her voice is the melody and aaron even talked about that in the long pond discussion where he was like he says he sent her this weird track because she asked him to send her anything at all and he was impressed that she could write such a narrative song to something that was so weird and he describes it as like when she traced the bridge, which is is sort of this idea in music that even with all the weird timing and the weird chord changes, she was able to find this and even build the rhythm with her with the voice, with her voice alone. Like she was able to make that that bridge work where she instead of having a melody she could write off of and like, oh, it's a melody you're familiar with, and then it sort of changes in the bridge and carries over. Like suddenly in her talky sort of way during that bridge, she's able to trace out this weird chord change timing and all of this in a really natural way. And he said that that made him, made him confident that they were good um, collaborators and that he was excited to see what else they could do because it started out in such a weird place of this sort of like, uh, like you said, kind of anxious, but kind of um, like melodic song. And Mm -hmm. she was able to build this whole story around it still. So I do have a question when it comes up to like the makeup of of the the verses versus the bridges. It's 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 not a it's not a long song. It's mm-hmm. it's a fairly short song. How do we know what is the bridge and like bridge versus the verse? Because everywhere else that I have read, and he confirmed it's a bridge, so I'm not definitely not arguing there. But <laughs> it said like verse two, and right. then it just goes to the chorus, and then it's it's done. Oh, I mean, I think there is like a a a difference. Like you have the pattern of the first Mm -hmm. two verses. I feel like, um, and the chorus of maybe I'm like you know the the our coming of age has come and gone is like the first verse, and then um, I don't know. I I feel like it's i don't know i like if you listen to it i can't describe it because i have no musical background but i do feel like that 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 part that starts with um and you know that i'd swing with you from the fences like it does suddenly change and kind of catapult you to the end which i think is what the bridge is meant to do um so i feel like that's where it starts is sort of when she she breaks the rhythm sheet established and then okay. suddenly lilts off into <laughs> see this is why i like I don't know. podcasting with you it like it just it was just something that i was like how can i learn more because i'm just going off of like i'm gonna go to a website for taylor swift's lyrics yeah. and it's gonna tell me verse one chorus verse two <laughs> and i was like oh this doesn't have a bridge that's interesting but yeah. it does but it does <laughs> so, yeah imho at least but <laughs> <laughs> um i mean yeah should we get into it yeah, let's get into it. I'm I'm really excited to take the song on with you because of your literary analysis. I think that you'll bring a lot to this. Um, I can bring my crazy relatable marriage to this because I'm never give my husband peace <laughs> at all. Um, that was when I did first listen to the song. I did send it to my husband. I'm like, this is your song for me. 
So yeah, <laughs> I, I I did. I did Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> which she which what she said. A lot of people can relate to it, which she didn't yeah, expect. Definitely. So let's go into this. Our coming of age has come and gone. Sadly, this summer it's clear. I never had the courage of my convictions as long as danger is near. And it's just around the corner, corner darling, because it lives in me. No, I could never give you peace. Yeah. I mean, I like how she immediately sets this up. I mean, our coming of age has come and gone is just like a clever way of saying like, oh, we're all old here now. Like, <laughs> you know, you're Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of like stops you in your tracks and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it has been over a decade since I technically became an adult and just in that pause to kind of look back and wax nostalgic and wonder like, what do I have to show for this? Were those years all worth it? What did I learn? And she kind of breaks it down where she's like, okay, yeah, like suddenly this summer, my whole life up to this point is clear. Like it makes sense now. And her takeaway is I never had the courage of my convictions as long as danger is near. And it's just around the corner, darling, because it lives in me. And I feel like it's interesting because a lot of Taylor's songs in the past have all been about, you know, people would say, oh, she plays the victim because it's a lot of pointing outward and being like, look what happened. Look how I felt because of this thing. And I don't think, I think people took it way too far by saying she's like victimhood, but I think it is interesting that so many of her songs are talking about X, Y, and Z, but now suddenly she's had this time to reflect and this summer where she's just been alone with nothing to do but think and write and process. She's like, oh, I'm actually part of the problem. Like it lives in me. Like I, I have these issues and it's interesting to watch her try and process that out. And I mean, it reminds me a lot of the Archer where she sings, I see right through me. Like she's coming Mm -hmm. to terms with these truths about herself, especially when, you know, she sings something like shake it off, but it's very clear that she's never been able to shake it off. And there is like this energy where she wants to believe that she is better at moving past things than she clearly is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the line, I never had the courage of my convictions because she's, she talks a big talk, right? Like she's constantly singing, like I'm over it. Like you're going to regret this, but I don't type of thing. But it's all kind of like, oh, actually, I did care a lot more than I let on. And like, it actually did affect me a lot more than I thought. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a a relatable thing, too, is to kind of humble yourself and realize, oh, (laughs) maybe I have had some issues on my own. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that a lot in Miss Americana, too, where we kind of see her break down a little bit and really realize that. she hasn't had the courage of her convictions of her beliefs. She's always been kind of on the sidelines, just watching things happen. And I, I think that, and she said, Joe has kind of helped her really overcome those um, apprehensions of speaking her truth. And I, I think that this song really goes hand in hand with Miss Americana and her, her growth too, Mm -hmm. and how he is helping her overcome all of her, her fears and look past the danger. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Like, I, I always get, like, I've never had the courage of my convictions as long as danger is near. And it's always just around the corner, darling, because it lives in me. And it's like, ugh, you know, I feel like that's a multifaceted 
concern because yes, she's like, oh, maybe I'm more salty and like I don't let go of things as much. As, and that's something she's talked about in something like Afterglow where she's having to realize she has to ask for forgiveness sometimes. Um, but also just this idea that she is Taylor Swift, you know, global pop star. And that's inescapable. Like that's, that's her essence, but it's also something she is trying to outrun, which makes it paradoxical in that she can't actually get away from her own shadow. Like it's like, she is who she is. And that, that's going to be the life struggle for her is like figuring out how to balance that version of herself with the private version she so desperately craves. And I think that's why it's like, no, I could never give you peace as she's realizing like, oh, I can't outrun this. Like I can't avoid this. Like this is me. This is my, (laughs) my ambitions, my career, my everything is always going to be part of the problem. Oh, that's so deep. Like she wants peace, but because of her, it's never happening. Like she can't give to him, let alone she can't have peace herself. And that's, that's really hard to, it's kind of like in for, for good or for bad. Like you take someone in, in sickness and in health and Mm -hmm. it's really like, is that a game changer? Is someone's, you know, her success is also her, her downfall and it's going to always play a key factor in her relationship. So it's really hard to be like, Hey, your life is never going to be the same. Do you want to jump in this getaway car with me and, and get out of <laughs> right. here? It's, oh, it's, I mean, yeah. she's Taylor. And I and tons of people would be, would say that they would jump at the chance to be with her. And tons of people have jumped at the chance to be with her and have been with her. But mm-hmm. maybe because of this danger that lives inside of her, it's just, you know, either people so, wanted her for the wrong reasons. You know, they wanted that fame and they're just like, chasing her for that fame or they really wanted to be more out of the limelight yeah. I'm thinking like maybe Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to be a little bit less out of the limelight and then you had Tom Hiddleston who a lot of people are like oh <laughs> he, he just he just he wants this uh this girl on his arms to to move him up in the world so it's really interesting <laughs> to, to to figure out and to realize that she's found someone who's not really tr- in, it, in it for anything for himself and he's willing to put up with this yeah anxiety ridden pop star who doesn't know when her next (laughs) piece will be okay so let's get into the chorus but i'm a fire and i'll keep your brittle heart warm if your cascade ocean wave blue comes all these people think love's for show but i would die for you in secret the devil's in the details but you got a friend in me would it be enough if i could never give you peace (laughs) yeah i think it's interesting because taylor throughout her career um, does use a lot of cliches and I feel like mm-hmm. arguably this song has a lot of very familiar lines but I think it all kind of like builds in an interesting way I feel like I mean I don't know I like there's too many one-liners in this single chorus that mm-hmm. I don't know where to even start <laughs> but I mean even just this the devil's in the details but you got a friend in me that's one that she said that she wrote down a long time ago and has been trying to figure out where to play into it because she thinks it sounds cool. It's a common phrase, but that double D sound just, she really liked that. And she said, I hang on to those in a list and then I'll finally find the right place for them in the story. And the way she saw it is, I know that's how you can feel where, yeah, the devil's in the details. Everybody's complex when you look under the hood of the car, but 
I'm basically saying I'm there for you if you want that, if the the complexity is what you want, which is interesting because I feel like when I first heard that, I wasn't quite, I didn't quite make that. Like the devils in the details doesn't necessarily mean to me, like everyone's complex. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you have a different reading of that, of that lyric? Oh, I mean, I couldn't get behind You Got a Friend in Me. It was like, you got <laughs> you a friend part. in me. I was like, that was an interesting line. Um, now, I, with the devils in the details, it was just kind of like, like everything's complicated, like you said, under the hood. But I really didn't. I was like, oh, there's, there's a little pain in here. Mm, mm-hmm. There's a little... There's, there's a little like chaos going on, but it wasn't really like as in depth as, as that. I didn't really think. Yeah, so. but no, I like that I she like... has these these um these phrases that she's written down. I re- could I really wish that I could just like get like a copy of it, like find yeah. it and look at all the phrases that she wants to use. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? And she's just yeah. like crossed them out one by one, like casually cruel done. <laughs> yeah got a blank space um (laughs) yeah I I also really love um this idea of I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm if your cascade ocean wave blues come because again blue is something she's talked about with Joe a lot um people also pointed out that these are technically hers and Joe's astrological signs Mm -hmm. um she's a Sagittarius which is a fire sign and he's a Pisces which is a water sign but it's also like a really perfect parallel to call it what you want which is where he's saying well where she says you built a fire just to keep me warm and so now she's saying she'll do the same for him which I think is a nice full circle moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you also have all these people thinks loves for show but I would die for you in secret and that's interesting because on one of her first songs, Cold As You, which is about this man, boy, <laughs> this boy, their children, yeah. um, who who doesn't like appreciate what she's given him in her devotion. And she sings on that bridge. Um, You've never, you never did give a damn thing, honey, but I cried, cried for you. And I know you wouldn't have told nobody if I died, died for you. And I feel like it's interesting that she's revisiting that idea again, where now it's like, she's only ever had public relationships and people Mm -hmm. always question the reality of those feelings and the purpose of those hookups and all that stuff. But now she's saying like, actually, I don't need that validation. I don't need you to be like proud of me dying for you. Or like, that's not a romantic idea in the sense that like in cold as you, she's like, would you even tell people like, you know, type thing. Whereas here she's like, I don't even need you to tell people like I don't need that public validation. I I have you and that's enough, which I think is a really romantic idea for her. I do. Especially I like being it. someone who constantly tells on her romantic relationships. I know. And she's kind of like seen the errors in her way and she's very she keeps it close. So the fact that she put such a personal song on this fiction mm-hmm. album really tells you a lot about her mindset in the relationship. Yeah. But, and this like last line, would it be enough if I could never give you peace? That's just like so emotional and sad and, and moving. And it and it also reminds me again of I just feel like this song is the grown up the love adjacent version of the archer. Cause it mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of like, but who could stay? You could stay. And I feel like that's something she's past the anxiety and she's kinda like 
okay, is this enough for you too? Because she's mm-hmm. decided it's enough for her. It kind of – I remember how she – did she say she tried to break up with him and he's like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're staying – like, I, everything you just listed of the reasons why we should break up, yeah. I'm still here. I will be yeah. here. Like, I kind of, like, think of this song of maybe her talking it out with him of, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're if you in it for the long haul, this is what, what it's going to be like. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be chaotic. But remember that, I, you know, my fire is going to keep you warm and, you know, my energy will be there for you. You know, we'll, we'll balance each other, each other out, which I, I really yeah. like because I think that's what she needs. Definitely what mm-hmm. she needs. Oh, mm-hmm. would it be enough if I can never give you peace? I just like, oh, that's such like a, like a pull at the heart. Okay. So the next couple lines and stop me when you want to stop me because like I said, I don't really know where the the bridge if you if you just like put your hand up and I'll stop <laughs> I think um, it's it just goes to I'm wasting your honor I think that's the verse okay okay your integrity makes me feel small you you paint dreamscapes on the wall I talk shit with my friends it's less like I'm wasting your honor I kind of feel with this with I talk shit with my friend it's like I'm wasting your honor I was reading a lot of of reddit theories and how people interpreted the song a lot of people are like oh yeah she's talking shit about joe with her friends and like you know downplaying him and just sh- should be talking about him better but i read it completely different than that i don't know how you read it i read it as it's kind of like you know I- i'm gossiping with my friends about this person i'm kind of being like hmm. i'm being a gossiper i'm being mean i'm being catty i'm being like you know not i'm not on this pedal stool right. that you've held me on and you're such a great mm. guy. I should be better, which I think in all of our relationships, we should always find somebody who is wanting the best for us and wanting us to be the better version that we can be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is someone who she has found. You know, your integrity makes me feel small. The, who mm-hmm. you are, you're just, I can never be as great yeah, as you are. And to a think much that, better person than me. Yeah. And to think that Taylor thinks that. And that she's like yeah. with her friends talking shit and he and she's just like, oh, disappointed in herself when she is <laughs> such a great person. Like I'm sure she has her faults, but just being like, oh, Joe would be so disappointed. Like right. he makes her want to be a better person. And that's what we should all strive for. Yeah, that's how I mean, I kind of feel like it is hinting that she's like, he's being annoying again type thing Mm. with her friends but I do also see your point that generally I do feel like she's saying he's the better guy and it's making her try and try and like figure out how she can be better too Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's why um like more than just Taylor Swift superstar can relate to this because it's like anyone can feel like a burden sometimes like whether that's through a stubborn personality that I have or, you know, mental illness struggles or high stress jobs that keep you busy or away or whatever it is, you can all start to get this sort of sense of unease or insecurity. Like, oh, am I the difficult one? Like, how can this be worth it for him? Like putting up with me, how -hmm. can it be worth it for her? Like having to show up when I'm like failing in this way. And I feel like that's why it's interesting where, like she's she's saying like yeah you make me feel small but I also kind of like respect that like I want to I want to be better for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I feel like it's interesting like this line you paint dreamscapes on the wall because I feel like a lot of people like overlook that because the I talk shit with my friends is such a good line 
but I feel like Taylor Swift has always used painting um, in her songs as like this sort of metaphor for how much work you put into the relationship or what, what you give to the relationship, what you get out of the relationship. Cause I mean, intolerate it on this same album or on the evermore album she's like she talks about saving the best colors for her portrait his portrait and how that's like the metaphor of the song is that she was ready to give the best but he didn't even care and similarly devastating in dear john she talks about how you paint me a blue sky and then go back and turn it gray and that's a metaphor for how he like made her think she was everything that they were in this happy, good relationship. And then it turns out it was just this ugly, bland, like ruinous thing that he did. And like, she really eviscerates him for it. And then also like, um, I mean, soon you'll get better. She talks about how when her mom's going through this horrific news of cancer and chemo and whatever, the only thing she can think to do is paint the kitchen neon I'll brighten up the sky and so clearly like Taylor visualizes this sort of uh, metaphor for a relationship and this idea of like uh, art project basically and I like that here she's like you paint dreamscapes on the wall like almost saying you believe me to be better than I sometimes think I am you believe us to be stronger than I sometimes think we are and just this idea that someone was able to come into her life and not make some impossible to understand like modern art piece that she's trying to puzzle out but instead is just like wow here are these beautiful like visuals on this wall that you've created for me mm-hmm. and yet I'm here like struggling to to be as good as you like I'm wasting your honor like I think that's interesting that she's focused on not only how good he is, but how much he believes in them. And she's like, well, what am I giving? And that's kind of what she answers in the, in the bridge coming up. And this is her answer to what she's giving. And you know that I'd swing with you for the fences, sit with you in the trenches, give you my wild, give you a child, give you the silence that only comes when two people understand each other. Family that I chose, now that I see your brother as my brother, is it enough? But there's robbers to the east, clowns to the west. I'd give you my sunshine, give you my best. But the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. Oh, yeah. That's just, it's a really beautiful um, bridge, if that's what we're calling it. It's a bridge. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's a visual. Um, I mean, and again, it's just riddled with cliches. Like swing with you for the fences just means like giving something your maximum effort sit with you in the trenches is sort of this visual of like going through it together, like sitting through the hard times. And then of course, like give you my wild, give you my, give you a child. It kind of paints this idea of commitment of, I, I read it sort of as like, Oh, I'm going to settle down. Like I'm giving you my, you know, my wild years, my youthful, whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm ready to settle down, commit, give, give myself to you type thing. And then like the idea of giving you a child is usually when you're in a more committed relationship and can picture a future and a, and a forever home with this person. Uh, one thing that reminds me of, um, I can't remember the quote, I was trying to Google it, but uh, um, when she said swings, sing, swing with you for the fences, you know, because I am such a senior Swifty, my first thought was when Christy Alley is in It Takes Two and she was talking <laughs> about how she wants a, a love that's World yes. Series kind of love. And I think she talks about like 
um, a home run. I, I don't know the full lingo, but yeah, that's no, where my I mind took that. me was to it takes two. You want that like World Series kind of love everyone <laughs> yeah. screaming and, and like, you know, the rush, the high, and then she parallels it with you. I'll sit with you in the trenches and, mm. you know, whether we're high yeah, or low, I'll be with you. It's kind of like it's kind of like wedding vows, if you will. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of like a wedding vow that she's kind of writing yeah. to him. It's similar to Lover where she, you know, obviously it's a wedding vow tune. But when I was thinking of this, I was like, yes, like she's talking about I'm going to like settle down with you. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a child, you know, and we're going to feel comfortable with each other. Like this is what I'm going to give you. Right. This is what you're going to give me. Is it going to be enough? Yeah. I know it, that that line like is it enough is such a like a brutal question it's really a vulnerable space to be like is that this is what I can offer like how do you feel about that mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like that she immediately follows it with also there's yeah. Robert City's Clowns of the West like listen this is what I'm going to give you like I'm going to be there for you I'm going to I'm going to give you everything I possibly can, but just know there are things out of my control. Like there are things that I, she cites these two major scandals in her life. Mm -hmm. If we're going to read into it, which is, um, you know, the Roberts to the East, like Scott Borchetta in Nashville, taking her life work and the clowns to the West, which is capitalized. um, And that Kardashian West family that she felt wouldn't leave her alone. And I think it's interesting that she chooses these two sort of bookend scandals where the 2009 Kanye West debacle that has haunted her days, and then more recently the Scott Borchetta selling of her masters, and just pinpointing those moments in her life as like, these are things that were completely out of my control, but have haunted me ever since. And like, I've been reeling and, and trying to process and making mistakes and how I process and how I react. And, and I've made a mess of the situation too, and whatever it is. But ultimately, those were two things that she did not get to control. And she's like, so listen, like, I'll give you my sunshine, but the rain is always going to come. And like, that's something I can't always help. It's what I like about their relationship and their story is she found him when it in her life when it was raining when there mm-hmm. wasn't sunshine, when she was, you know, hiding, when they were, you know, locked away and I think that really tells you a lot about Joe and like mm-hmm. his mindset and where he's at. I, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And now they're just they're in the sunshine right now. From what we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but mistakes. I also like this visual. Like, I'd give you my sunshine. I'll give you my like my best effort, my best try. But the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. And I think that's a really mature and honest way to talk about life. Like, it's easy to feel hopeful when it's sunny but like she recognizes that hard times come and it's like mm-hmm. are we in the clear yet in the clear yet good no we're never in the clear we're never out of the woods yeah we're never, never out of the woods <laughs> um and i feel like that's also a relatable line in this like relatable idea which is whether it's because of mental health or outside hardships like you have to choose me for worse or for better and i hope that that's like enough <laughs> yeah Okay, so let's talk about the give you my wild, give you a child. That okay. is such – I feel like that's such like a a personal 
lines. Like I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going, we're going to create something together. Yeah. They've created all these music, yeah. all of like the songs together. But you know, I, um, I kind of took as give you my wild settling down, like kind mm-hmm. of like setting back, settling down and just like give you a child. That's just so, so raw and very, I, I feel for Taylor and for her relationship, very personal, very raw yeah. and just something I wasn't expecting out of this. Um, I, I I I wasn't like oh give you a child Taylor Swift has a kid and she's getting pregnant like a lot of people kind of like were throwing that out there but yeah. I was just really like taken back by how personal that line give you a child is and oh, she goes into give you the silence that only comes when two people understand each other I I really feel like with that I know that when I have a friendship that's gonna last relationship is. I'm not always constantly trying to put on a show. I'm not always constantly right. trying to keep talking. You know, I can be in a car listening to music on my phone, not feeling like I need to be somebody else. Yeah. No, I think it's a really – the give you a child line stood out, not because I'm like, oh, Taylor's going to be a mom, yeah. but because like she, at the beginning of her career, talked about like, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. But then in the peak of it, like when she was in the worst of it, the attention and the and the 2016 drama, mm-hmm. there was an interview at some point right before that where she was like, how can I how can I ask like a partner to come into this? Like, how can I expect them oh. to want children when there's paparazzi trying to get pictures of them all and stuff? And it and it did feel like sort of this reset where she's like, oh, like, how can I drag other people into this world? And that's obviously something she's worked through with partners, but I think it also applies to motherhood. And th- and that's mm-hmm. why it feels like a really vulnerable admittance to be like, okay, if I do this, I could do it with you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she's admitting she's there yet, but I think she's saying like, that's not off the table anymore. Like she can see, why she can finally you, see a partner in a safe space there. Why do you make my thoughts just sounds so much better. Like you can really <laughs> like just how you described that. I'm just like, yes, Shelby, that is, <laughs> that's what I wanted to convey. That's what I wanted to say. And it's just, I love listening to your insights and your aspects and your, oh, so your and how you analyze this. It's just, it's golden. It is. <laughs> well, I swing for the fences idea. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, um, give you the silence that comes when two people understand each other it feels like a nod to you are in love which is one she wrote when she didn't know what that love felt like she said and she writes in that song you can hear it in the silence so it's nice that she has this moment to be like i found that too you guys (laughs) that's so sweet i love her i love it um anything else that you want to dig into or family that she chose her brother anything that like, uh, it's a no, lot. I mean it's good for them. It's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a lot. Like you said, a lot of cliches within this that just packed down. She's at that place where, hey, you're my chosen family. Yeah, and I mean it is like that is like a nice part of finding a real partner. Is like, oh, I chose you. I choose your family. Like I'm, I accept them too, which I think is sometimes hard to find <laughs> find a partner who's willing to put up with that. But she's like, yeah. I love your brother. I painted his wall. It's great. <laughs> My Lance did not know what he was getting into and we're getting married. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with our dating was on a totally different side of the 
the state. Yeah. But my sister on Christmas Eve, because we all like would sleep out in the same <laughs> – this is stopped. But we would all sleep out in the same living room. My sister who – she has ADHD. She's autistic. Like, But she's very much like – she's fun. She's one of my favorite sisters. But she bit him. She was like <laughs> 15 years old and like – wrestling and trying to tickle him and then she bit him and i was like oh i was like yeah i was like is she your yeah, sister do you, you see her as a sister too <laughs> and he had like a bite mark on his arm for like the rest of the week so, oh no anyway it's talking about her fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh taylor goes into the chorus she ends us out with but I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm if your cascade ocean wave blues come. All these people think love's for show, but I would die for you in secret. The devil's in the details, but you got a friend in me. Would it be enough if I can never give you peace? Would it be enough if I can never give you peace? Would it be enough if I can never give you peace? She yeah. closes it out. I also like this line, like, I'm, I'll keep your brittle heart warm if your cascade ocean wave blues come. Because... Yeah, the song is a lot about like, oh, I'm making things hard for us. But I like that she's also pointing out like, I'll stand by you when you get blue and yeah. when life gets hard for you. And I think that's a very valuable part of a healthy relationship is that the road goes both ways mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. I think it's so easy when you feel like you're the one that's bringing all of the issues to the relationship that you're the reason why everything's going wrong or like you're right. the reason why there's struggles. Like with Taylor, of course, it's her fame. So I'm glad that she's definitely is like, hey, we both have our our struggles and our issues. You matter. Yeah. Your, your struggles matter too. So I'm going to be there with you too. It's not all about me. Yeah. And I mean, and it, I don't like to comment on people usually, but it is interesting how often Taylor has cited sort of like, um, in Lover, she says, what is it exactly? Like, my heart's been borrowed and yours has been blue. And here she says, you're keeping um, a brittle heart warm. And it is interesting. Like, we obviously don't know a lot about Joe, but she does. And she gets to make these promises that must mean something really personal to him yeah. in this idea that she sees the whole him and she embraces the whole him, however many pieces that comes in, you know? However blue he gets. Which yeah. I, I can I'm like whether he whatever his struggles are, you know, blue can tell you a lot about a person's state of mind. Um, I really feel like, you know, that she's going to be his person and get him through the mm -hmm. the blue times. Yeah. And I think overall, this song, like, obviously, this is something thematically she visited in like, I know places. And even the like, I mean, not as much about the fame and stuff of that, but like Wonderland is sort of about that regretful, like we had something and we lost it type thing. But here it's almost like a meditative experience where she's like, okay, this is going to be tough, but like, hopefully it's enough. Like mm -hmm. you feel like we're in a good place, right? And I think it's nice that she does have this sort of very peaceful track to kind of explore like the lack of peace. And I think that's sort of, paints a picture of what life for Taylor is, is just grabbing these moments where they are, even if it's not a totally um, constant promise. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. That is peace. Yes. Oh, I put you at I know, and this episode's going long because our, our, uh, our um, draft at the beginning, but let's get into the final questions. Um, 
what is the Taylor of it all, the most Taylor Swift song lyric here? I'm going to just go with a um, – you guys are going to be shocked that this is the Taylor of it all. But I think just because of the situation, because um, there's robbers to the east, clowns to the west, I just feel like <laughs> – I'm that was my Easter egg. Oh, I think that's like that is a really good Taylor lyric, and I think it is like an obvious Easter egg. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it's funny that even in this song where she's like, "Trouble always finds me," and I don't always know how, she like Ooh. can't help herself yeah, yeah. from writing like stoking the fires a little bit, like adding a little bit of sass and snark and she's you know she does talk shit she's doing it right here (laughs) exactly she's putting it like she's putting like she is his honor is being put to waste because she is talking shit in the song like do you still love me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Um, what's yours i thought i liked the opening line our coming of age has come and gone because i feel like it's like it's like what a dramatic way to say we're all grown up now Mm -hmm. Um, and it just feels like a very Taylor specific way to twist a cliche, make it her own, do that play on like coming of age has come. And I think it, it's just a nice Taylor moment to set the scene. Yeah. I like that. Um, What is your Easter egg? I would have to say it's the same as the Taylor at all. (laughs) And I, well, but like another note is like you you had said earlier in the music video, it's at capital W. So it's kind of like Mm -hmm. Easter egg is more like. It's very obvious, but then, like, she confirms it. Oh, yeah. 113%. <laughs> She's like, do you get it yet? There you go. So that I think that's, like, the the Easter egg is the West. I mean, it's yeah. one the same. Taylor of all and yeah. Easter egg. What about you? Oh, I said it's the oh, it's that line. Dang it. We're all okay. on the same page here. Um, what's your final score? B plus. I like it. B plus. Oh, but, B plus. But because it... I didn't really – and I'm giving it a B plus because I think it's written really, really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's such a raw personal song for her. But the the B plus comes out of it that I just didn't – like when I first listened to it, I was like, mm, the right. listening kind of like threw me you. off. Yeah. I gave it an A, just a straight A. I, yeah. I feel like – I feel like people will be like, you guys never give her harsh grades. And I'd be like, well, we've just happened to visit some of her best songs recently. So let's let's get to hoax. And then you can see what that grade really is. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Okay. But is it making the set list? Oh, I I don't think so. I I mean, it depends on what kind of what kind of concert she's throwing. (laughs) Like if it's like Taylor and by the fireplace. Yes. But is she going to pull Justin Timberlake? move and like have a really like laid back boring concert i don't know yeah. um but i i don't think so unless she does a really good metal- melody with, with a mashup yeah no i agree you? i feel like this is a surprise song or bust like i don't think we'll see this on any recurring set list yeah yep, yep but yep. it's a good one to revisit i i know it's, it's always a good one to just re- revisit like when you're wanting to get in zen mode Yes. After a fight with someone to get you down and relaxed, <laughs> listen to this. I listen still to love this. Him. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're not gonna hop there. into the conspiracy theory this week because we don't have time and there's not really I could find stuff because I'm Ashley, but we're not gonna really <laughs> hop into it because if you if you follow us on Instagram, you know what uh, yeah. we know. And yeah. you can actually <laughs> find all that stuff if you go to Swiftish Podcast on instagram you can also follow shelby's 
just she's such a clever tweeter over on Twitter at <laughs> Pod 13 You can also, if you feel so inclined to support us further, um, you know, you can like and subscribe to our podcast, give us a rating, five stars would be be the best and if you want to go above and beyond you can become a patreon member you can go to yeah. swiftish podcast oh patreon.com slash swiftish podcast and thank you so much to elizabeth sherry lisa and Brittany. those are our most recent patreons 14 people have joined the party we're over in our discord chatting yeah it's away. been so fun getting yeah. to talk with people actually instead of just at people <laughs> yeah yeah with a big group because it's different like DMing people, but we're in a big group and people are like giving yeah. all of their, you know, their ideas and their thoughts yeah. and their feelings and everything. <laughs> so it's been it's been so fun. But as always, I think the best thing you can do to support us is just listen because we, we love you all. Yeah. And next Ooh. week we should have a special guest, which I'm excited about. Um, we heard a lot of people ask for this and a lot of people talk about her. But we're going to have English teacher KP on our podcast. Woo-hoo. So... She'll be helping us break down the song with um, some real English teacher skills. So yeah, that'll you, be fun. If you don't know who she is, go to YouTube. Um, you can even Google English teacher Taylor Swift. It'll pop <laughs> up. She has a lot of breakdowns. Yes. Um, but we're excited to have her on the show. Y'all, yeah. um, we can't wait for next week's episode. So until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, please... Please never give us peace. (laughs) Yeah, it's too much more.